Hey everybody, Josh Sigurdsson of World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, Certified Financial Planner, and there is a lot to go into today as we are seeing the bank collapse contagion reaching Europe, and it has been for a few days now, and we're seeing Credit Suisse get hit really hard right now, and we have stories like this, Credit Suisse shares sink as material weaknesses found in financial reporting, and that's out of CNBC. There's another one here, it says Credit Suisse shares slide after Saudi back rules out further assistance and we're seeing a lot happen to places like uh, BNP Paribas as well there's a lot of major banks that are seeing unbelievable strain though well it's believable to most of us that have been warning about this coming risk for many years now and finally there's this article out of zero hedge that says Swiss National Bank issue statement will provide liquidity if necessary and uh, the original title was Credit Suisse CDS explodes reportedly urged SNB show of confidence ECB quantifying exposures and there's a chart in this article that's uh, quite astonishing honestly just going back to what we saw with Lehman Brothers long ago where obviously we saw the entire banking system get cratered there's this insane chart here um, that shows the Lehman crisis versus what we are currently seeing with uh, the CDS over at Credit Suisse, which is absolutely, I mean, this is the only, Al Gore would be proud of this hockey stick, but in this case, it actually happened. So we have a lot to go into today regarding this, because I know a lot of people are concerned about where we're going as far as the banking system. Is your money safe in the bank? Uh, The short answer is no, Um, but there's obviously a footnote there, an asterisk that we need to, uh, you know, kind of get into and explain, and we're going to do that with Tim right away. But before we do, I urge people to check those links below. We have a bit.ly link for Tim, the Liberty Advisor, for a free initial consultation, a free portfolio review. So you could just go and sign up through there. You could become a client over at thelibertyadvisor.com. And I urge people, if they want to keep their money safe, this is an opportunity that we always try to provide solutions here. And one other solution we're going to throw out there, and all this is in the description, is heavensharvest.com for long-term storable foods that are non-GMO, heirloom seeds, water filtration and storage, and books on how to get started. Use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of those products in the United States. And even if you don't qualify for free shipping or you're not in the United States, I still urge you to use code WAM because it helps keep you alive and us alive at the same time. When shelves are empty, one of the number one things you need to have is sustenance, food. And we've never seen a more important time to be prepared in such a way because people have been coddled for so long. If shop shelves are empty, what are you going to do about it if you don't have some kind of backup? Experts say you need at least three months of storable food in a supply chain crisis. And we are walking dead set into the great reset here. And one of the biggest ways they they will drag us in is through the food supply on top of obviously your money in the bank. So anyways, let's get into this, Tim. Obviously, as I've said so many times before, if your money's in the bank, it's not yours, it's the banks. And people are slowly starting to wake up to this finally, but only because they're being put to a stress test right now. And I wanted you to kind of go into what's going on with Credit Suisse because this is a major story and people aren't taking it as seriously as we see in the United States with SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, and obviously Silvergate. This is a contagion that doesn't seem to be getting contained anytime soon other than just temporary ban. Can you go into what we're seeing in Europe and the contagion that could infect many other banks in Europe and the United States? Thanks, Josh. So in America, you saw interest rates were basically zero to 0.25 for you know over a decade. Well, in Europe, they were actually crazy enough to have rates that were actually negative, especially in Switzerland. So 
a lot of what was going on with SVB, I know we're here talking about Credit Suisse, but they all sort of uh, you know go into one another. So what was going on with SVB is that they had a lot of treasury bonds, also mortgage, just on their books. And when you know, you've got a treasury bond that's yielding 1%, and now they're yielding over 4%, or last week they're yielding over 5%, no one's going to want your 1% bond. They even had some bonds at, at SVB that were 0.3% during, you know, basically three years ago, uh, almost to the day. And so when you've got something that's yielding 0.3%, and all of a sudden rates are at five, I mean, you've got, you're going to take a massive discount to offload that to get it out of your books. Because as we've, you know, covered before, these banks, you know, in many cases only have maybe 1% of the deposits. And so it just takes a very small amount of people saying, hey, I want to pull my money. So you had guys like Peter Thiel, he was also running the Founders Fund. So he advised all of his startups to pull their money from SVB. And then, you know, word got around pretty quickly. And the next day there was a bank run. Well, over in Europe, not only did they have, you know, very low rates, they were negative and they went negative, I think, for like six years. And so it just compounds that risk. And so now that rates over there, I mean, it's not just one uh, we're not just talking about Switzerland, but you know, there's some places in Europe right now that have seven and eight percent rates. Uh, you know, across the board, I think it's closer to three. But for a long time, it was slightly negative on their longer-term bonds. And so, when interest rates go up, they're going to have take even more losses in Europe because what they were doing over there was even more insane. It's also important to point out that Credit Suisse, I mean, they, they do have offices in New York City and other places. I've actually been to the one in New York City when I was at, in, at the Government Indoctrination Center, and essentially what's going on with that, they are over 10 times larger than SVB. I think that they have, you know, one arm that has about 1.5 trillion, another arm that's like $1.7 trillion of assets under management. And so, you know, this is a big deal, but you know, the SNB that you had uh, talked about earlier, just so people know, that is basically the Federal Reserve equivalent of Switzerland. So now you've got their version of the Fed, their central bank coming in, saying that they're willing to provide, you know, liquidity if necessary. So obviously, you know, with their smoke, there's fire, and they wouldn't have to do that if there weren't any problems going on over there. Well, I do want to point out that how important, um, you know, Switzerland is in the banking system. It's one of the most important banking countries in the world. I was there last year reporting on the ground at the Bank for International Settlements, which is in Basel, Switzerland. They call it the Tower of Basel. It's right on the line of three different countries, Germany, France, and Switzerland, but it's inside of the town of Basel in Switzerland. And it's built to look like the Tower of Babel, literally speaking. And they've been doing a lot of planning with, um, you know, as far as the World Economic Forum goes. Goes, uh, as far as the WBF goes, uh, building the Great Reset stemming from that bank. And there's a lot of pushback, as I reported on the ground last year. Outside of that place, you have Bitcoin and Monero stickers all over the fence, all around the uh, building. And on top of that, you also, again, like I just mentioned, the World Economic Forum, you have Davos in Switzerland. This is one of the power centers of the world when it comes to banking. And a lot of people don't realize how much importance it has, especially now we're seeing Credit Suisse basically crater and I've been to Credit Suisse's in uh, Switzerland as well because of course it's one of the main places you go if you need to take out cash out of an ATM and you know they have a totally different system than most of Europe uh, as far as you know their fiat notes they have their own central bank and all that kind of stuff versus you know the ECB which takes over most of the rest of Europe but we also see um, BNP Paribas over in the UK seeing a huge dip uh, as well and we're seeing this across the board JP Morgan has gone to uh, I think it was 55 billion dollars was wiped out uh, two days ago 
all within, I think it was less than 24 hours. This is enormous what we're witnessing, and it's not just going to be in one place or another place. Uh, it, meanwhile, we have what we've seen in Turkey with the lira. We've seen uh, it completely collapse, and a lot of the banks over there have been cratering for a while now, especially a lot of the emerging uh, economies were seeing this happen. Uh, we saw last year Lebanon completely collapse into a financial crisis, and we're seeing it in places like Nigeria as they try to push into the cash of society. But I want to point out, this is one of the great, it's interesting that it's happening in Switzerland right now because they are one of the main people trying to bring forward that cashless system, that, that CBDC system. And so it's, I, I wouldn't call it ironic. I think it's almost perfect. They need the right crisis, never let a crisis go to waste, as they say, to move into that system via um, a major bank in Switzerland. Do you think that Credit Suisse could actually completely collapse and have to be totally halted and uh, bailed out? Or, or do, you th do you see bail-ins coming in this situation? What do you think is going to happen with this? How will it snowball? Or will you know, they come in with a Band-Aid that's enough to push it off for a while? Well, with a lot of the world's investment and banking activities being centered in Switzerland, as you mentioned before, the Bank of International Settlements is headquartered there, which technically it's not headquartered there because it's its own country, yeah. sort of like the Vatican. So it's one of those issues no one ever talks about. They and just have fat security guards outside of it, though, vaping. I mean, it's like they actually don't have much security. I tried to go in. They're like, no, nah, you can't come in. But yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, now I'm not doing this any notes right now, but I'm pretty sure that all the like, a lot of the top central bankers, they call it the G30, so the top like 30 most powerful central bankers in the world, uh, get together in Switzerland. I think it's every month. So I mean, you have got Jerome Powell going over there, and of course, then Jerome Powell gives different statements. He's the Fed chair, where it says like, oh, but we don't we don't you know coordinate and uh, conspire on different policies. Okay, then why are you guys meeting there every month? And so yeah. you've got the most powerful people in the world all getting together there. You know, basically, I forgot if it's every month or every two weeks. It's very very often. And you know they are obviously setting uh, agendas now. What I also th thought was very telling is you've got the Saudis are the largest owners of Credit Suisse. I mean a lot of cronyism going on there. So I would think that between the Bank of International Settlements, between the Swiss National Bank, that they are not going to let Credit Suisse go under. But then when you go and you in quotes you know fix a problem over here, well then you're going to go exacerbate another problem over there. So there's going to be a lot of moral hazard, moral risk. Uh, you know there's just you know there's going to be a lot of unforeseen consequences i'm not an expert on switzerland but you know at least you know relating it back to america you're going to have you know when you fix in air quotes the banking system over here well then what happens to the pensioners i mean the pensioners have the same issue where about half of their funds are in bonds uh and now those bonds are maybe trading at 30 40 50 cents on the dollar and we're talking u.s treasuries which are you know supposedly the safest most liquid bonds in the world so are the all the pensioners going to get bailed out well that's one of the things i wanted to ask you about because obviously the as we've seen the fourth largest shareholder at silicon valley bank was this the swedish pension fund which is absolutely enormous for people and they say it's only affecting people in the United States. Obviously not. You know, over in, in Sweden, people are going like, what about my pensions? And why is it in some foreign bank in, you know, California? How, how did this happen? Um, do people have to worry about just losing their pensions potentially in the future? As we saw only just recently, stories on how they wanted to just replace a pension system with um, the idea of, well, I, I forget exactly who it was. We did a story on it. But they, they said, uh, oh, it was Martin Armstrong warned about this. And, and he was saying, you know, I think there's a, po a potential that we could just see it turn into guaranteed basic income through the government rather than any kind of private companies here. And this seems like a good way to oh, yeah. push into that situation. Now, I think that they will that they will pay. So, I mean, just politically, I mean, just look, look how quickly they bend to the big banks. And these were mainly like pretty rich, un you know, 
uninsured people over here over the $250,000 level. This was not like your average mom, pa bakers. These were people like, you know, Gavin Newsom having accounts over there. And so I think the political pressures will dictate that they're going to pay out, just like they're always going to pay out Social Security, just whether or not it's going to buy you anything. So if you have a $50,000 a year pension, and then now all of a sudden, uh, you know, all this cronyism and, you know, hundreds of billions, not trillions of dollars are being thrown at one banking issue, another trillions of dollars, you know, in the future will probably have to be thrown at the pension system. It's going to exacerbate all the inflation we're seeing today. It's going to exacerbate the decline of the dollar. It's going to accelerate moves into BRICS currencies. And so, yeah, you might still get your $50,000 a year, but it's going to buy you $10,000 worth of goods. It's going to buy you $5,000 worth of goods. And there is a mathematical formula to this called the rule of 72. So you take whatever the inflation or interest rate is and divide by 72 to, to see how long something will double. So even if inflation is only 10%, I know that right now it just came out and said it's six. I mean, no one believes that. Even when they said it was nine point something, it was really like 25. Uh, we know we're coming from Arizona, which is actually right now the highest inflation in the country uh, currently. And so, yeah. Noticeable, by the way, too. So if they, uh, you know, so if inflation is 10%, 72 divided by 10 is 7.2. That means every 10 years, everything doubles. So even if, you know, there's one massive amount of inflation where, you know, they have to, you know, quote, unquote, save all this stuff overnight. And now your $50,000 is worth 10000 Well, even if they get the inflation back down to 10, well, that means in another uh, 7.2 years, your $10,000 is going to have $5,000 worth of purchasing power. And most people would be lucky to have $50,000 a year coming into retirement. And right now, these days, $50,000 a year isn't buying anything. And so there's going to be this, you know, Martin Armstrong, I think, you know, called it where it's going to end up going into a universal basic income that's going to be a CBDC. And all this stuff has been engineered and predicted and war gamed out. And, you know, I, I don't think that they've controlled every aspect of what's going on. But, you know, of course, they have contingencies. And I know and I just can't believe, you know, for the life of me, why Janet Yellen would be dumb enough to go back into Treasury. I mean, she made it out of Dodge, made it out, you know, without any crises, amazingly enough, not falling on her watch. And then to have the hubris or arrogance or complete, you know, lack of awareness to go back into Treasury just to be the first woman uh, to have all this stuff blow up underneath you just shows complete idiocy because, you know, I'm actually shocked that, uh, yeah, she got out of Dodge the first time, quite frankly. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and almost everything. And she's kind of like a female Jim Cramer, which is kind of a terrible thought to think of. But um, it's because everything she says always, it, the, the opposite seems to happen. I mean, when she says the economy's great, we won't see a recession in our lifetime. And they were, they were trying to redefine what recession means now. We've seen a recession in the last year, for sure, if you actually just go by the metric of, of the, you know, the, the negative quarters of GDP, two negative quarters of GDP. We saw three last year. Year. And then, of course, we also, if you're dealing with, um, you know, what what just happened with the banking system, she says the economy is great. There's no signs of any problems with the economy. It won't be a crisis in my lifetime. And then you have Joe Biden make a statement the other day where he said that um, the banking system is great and it's, it's it's totally trustworthy. And when he's saying things like that, maybe the opposite is true, don't you think? Yeah, and I just want to also point out when they say the economy is great, it's because they change all the numbers. And yeah. so in January there was really about a two and a half million job loss. And then they're like, oh, well, because of seasonal adjustments, you know, we think there is three million. They just pulled the number out of there, you know what, and just gave it this amazing blockbuster number when in actuality it should have been one of the worst numbers, you know, since, uh, you know, 
everything was going on with the pandemic and you know basically three years ago today and so it's just there's complete divorce from reality then they say oh well the unemployment situation is so great well the unemployment situation is great because if once you've been unemployed for a certain amount of weeks you're not counted as being unemployed anymore you used to have three jobs making you know you used to have one job making $150,000 a year and now you've got three crap jobs making 30 well now it counts as three jobs to the economy versus one and so even though you're not better off it looks on paper that the economy is better off yeah ask any anyone on the street if they think they're better off right now, unless they're completely delusional, they'll say no. I mean, look at the tents in LA, look at the tents in Las Vegas, look at the tents in Phoenix. I mean, it's getting worse and worse by the day and people are actually trying to convince others that there's more jobs now and people are doing better now with the inflation and again, the metric of inflation, the way they actually measure inflation. And I urge people to check out Shadow Stats by John, William, uh, John Williams, which goes by the pre-1990 standard for measuring inflation. It, it's totally, what we're seeing today is totally manipulated. It's not real. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and then also going along with shadow stats, uh, I believe the URL is still up, howitsrig.com. I wrote a little ebook. It's maybe like 18 pages long. You can probably get through it in like 15, 20 minutes. I, I could have made it 200 pages, but why? Uh, when you can get it done in as little words as possible. But when they rig the inflation rate, which we, you know, there's numerous ways to do that, but let's say the inflation rate is really 10%. They say it was 2%. So when you have a GDP growing at, let's say, 5, they'll take the 5 GDP growth minus the two for their BS made up numbers the past you know 15 years, we're not talking about right now. So five minus two, and they'll give us a GDP growth rate of three. Now in the past, it actually wasn't three, it was more like two, but you know, you guys get the picture. But if the real inflation number is 10 and the economy is growing at five, then you'd have five minus 10, you'd have a negative five growth rate uh, or decline. And so that is another way that they, they rigged this. So this whole economy has been financialized. It's been rigged. It's been gamed. And a lot of you guys see it, except, you know, they go up there and they tell all these great numbers. But you know what they do? They probably go to the BLS and say, hey, listen, uh, we know where your family lives. We know this. We know your wife is driving this car. We can go plant this on your computer. So you're going to give us that number as low as possible. Otherwise, you know, a lot of bad stuff will happen. And don't think that that stuff doesn't go on. Just like oh, yeah. what? That's what, what Epstein was all about. He was just a government shell to go and, and get people uh, into a blackmail situation so they can control Congress, the Senate, all those different things, the banks, the celebrities, etc. That's how they do it. That's one of the main ways. They do. Pharma is a good example. Bill Gates even. So, you know, all that's rigged. But Tim, going forward, uh, what, what do you think you can provide a service as far as service goes? Because again, like he's a certified financial planner, you could become a client at thelibertyadvisor.com. You could go to that bit.ly link and get your free initial consultation. But um, what do you think people can do? Or what services can you provide that can help people in a situation where we see what's happening at Credit Suisse, where we see what's happening at Silicon Valley Bank, where we see pen pensions potentially getting wiped out on top of the already existing shortfall? What do you think? Well, I mean, ultimately, I mean, it's about, you know, having different chips around the board of seeing what when all this stuff ends up coming to fruition. And once we get through the Great Reset, you know, how you're going to come out on the other side, you know, still, uh, you know, basically solve it. And so this is not like a, hey, let's go get rich quick scheme. This is, you know, when everything is going down, it's like, how can we, you know, in essence, have walk away, you know, the least injured throughout all this, because, it's, you know, a lot of people are going to get hurt. And I've been warning about for over a decade how treasuries or anything but safe and how you were going to, you know, it's basically going broke safely and that the day would come the interest were going up. But now I actually, you know, flipped recently and I was saying, hey, you know, some some of the short-term treasuries, rather than keeping money, and we've said this, I've said this on your program several times going 
going back several months, especially when the, after the FDIC video. Uh, you know, it be, would be better to keep money in short-term treasury bills, you know, one to three month treasury bills, rather than keeping money and cash in the bank. Because you know, people do need liquidity; they need to you know spend money. They've got mortgages, you know, bills, yeah. things like that. And so, you know, it's not you know it's unrealistic to say that everything's going to be out. But I thought it was going to be safer to have the treasury bills, as did a lot of people at. At Silicon Valley Bank because they're like, hey, why am I going to keep my balance here making 1% uninsured when I can go put it at the treasury and make 5% uh, and then have it? Because ultimately what backs up everything, at, you know, your, your cash, your currency is those treasury bills. So it's just having that guidance. But then, you know, it's going to be different if you're 25 versus 65 versus, you know, a lot of other scenarios. But it's giving people that overall guidance. But and also things that they should do outside of an investment realm, like, you know, having a lot of things that you talk about, you know, having the storable seeds, having the lead, having the community, having, uh, you know, different ways to grow food, having, you know, chickens, having, you know, alternative currencies, having Bitcoin on a hardware wallet, having privacy coins, uh, you know, having the knowledge of how to do a lot of this other stuff. You know, I know Mike Adams talks a lot about having different types of tools or power tools, yeah. things like that. You know, that's a lot of what I've been doing recently is investing in the different things that I don't think are going to be around. But, you know, that's not so you should put all of your retirement in there. But, you know, th you've got to have a certain way of getting income in now. And then I guess what I like to call it like the post great reset Mad Max type investments over here, they're going to be very volatile. And so, uh, you know, this is something that we've talked about for a while. I gave a presentation in 2019 called Crisis Retiring, yeah. and where I talk, mainly warned about interest rate risk and what's going to happen when inflation gets out of control. And then you're going to see the underlying values of bombs plummet. And I did have other investment uh, theses on how you can get income that would be much safer than bonds, pay way more income than bonds, and then in the event of a hyperinflation, also be able to keep up, in my opinion, a lot better than bonds. So a lot of things you can do. Please head to uh, the links down below. You can schedule a free consultation uh, with myself or one of my um, you know, other, other uh, advisors on staff. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, as he kind of went into, you know, having all those things backed up and he mentions tools like Mike Adams mentions, and uh, it's one of those things where you should have two of everything, like uh, one that you use and one that's a backup if something goes wrong and you can't fix it. And, you know, when we're talking about prepping, uh, you know, we don't want to ever have to use this stuff, but eventually in this kind of uh, environment, you kind of have to. Eventually, you will have to. I truly believe that. And, you know, we're already seeing every crack happen. We're seeing, uh, you know, shortages across the board in, in places like the UK. They're already doing rations at a lot of stores, as they've been doing off and on for a while, as well as power rations in a lot of places, as well as the fact that, you know, in, in places like Europe, throughout Europe, they are just running out of the most essential things that you could expect on those shelves. Um, and a lot of it's by design. We have the, the explosion of the Nord Stream, we have explosions of substations, we have explosions of, um, you know, the Keystone at one point earlier last year, you have, yeah, yeah, and then you have the railroad uh, disasters, <laughs> you, you know, they were already before that trying to shut down train exports and imports. And then on, on top of that, you have the destruction of factories, and then you have climate restrictions to exacerbate it all for technocracy for the Great Reset. And all of this is part of the same puzzle, my friends, what we're seeing with the banks, what we're seeing with the supply chain, inflation, energy grid, the wars, and, you know, transgender children and vaxes. Believe it or not, it's all one thing. It's all part of the same agenda to bring us into a great reset kind of scenario. And it's the idea of you will own nothing and you will be happy. And um, I think it's more like you will own nothing and you'll be a slave unless you prepare today. And there's options. And there's so many solutions. We don't have to look at a computer screen and yell at it and be angry and pump our fists. What we could do instead is actually just take a little bit of time to prepare. One of those ways, if you're in the United States, you could go to that bit.ly 
Kobe link in the description and again, sign up for an initial, a free initial consultation with Tim. Again, he's at the libertyadvisor.com as well and the, and the libertyadvisorshow.com um, for a lot of his content. But with that said, there's also things like I mentioned earlier. There's heavensharvest.com for long-term storable foods that are non-GMO, heirloom seeds, water filtration and storage and books on how to get started. And people go, stop talking about this. Well, it's incredibly important. If one person each time I mention this goes out and does something about this, it could save their life. You could use code WAM, W-A-M, and you save a bunch of money if on shipping, etc. if you qualify. And if you don't, I still urge you to use code WAM. Because remember, people say, oh, well, this is an, it's annoying how you keep mentioning all this stuff. But I care more about that one person potentially surviving what's coming than a bunch of people complaining at me because they don't like that I, I mentioned something that's an actual solution because a lot of people don't want solutions. Again, they just want to be angry. Well, that's, you know, to each their own. But I'm more, you know, interested in providing that mobilization for humanity because this is a war for humanity that we are currently in right now. And if we don't prepare, then we're dependent. And if we're dependent, we become slaves of the state. And if we become slaves of the state, they will sacrifice us at the altar. We also have uh, whamsurvival.com for long-term storable foods as well. You save a bunch of money if you go through us on there. And we have a whole bunch of other options in the links uh, in the description, including the Clear Phone, which is a privacy-oriented phone, which uh, won't track and trace you. You have your own private keys. It has Linux on it. It's de-Googled. And of course, it's a smartphone, but it doesn't gather intelligence on you like most smartphones do. That's why they call them smartphones. It has a full national network. It's faster than an Android. I urge people to check that link below and get one now. And tell me if you bought one in the description, because it's as far as I've seen, it says zero sales after a month of talking about this. I don't care. It's a solution. And I don't really, I don't care about making money off it, but I'm interested to hear from you if you did actually go through our link and uh, get one of them. Also, you know, there's uh, issues of health that are obviously uh, top priority right now. And it, in the future, it will be hard to get a lot of these things. In fact, they might just be banned because they don't want you healthy. They want you sick under the guise of health because that's a that's a or, you know Orwellian double think scenario. It's everything's opposite. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. War is peace. So I urge people to check out rncstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetril online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. Get your apricot seeds, Laetril, amygdala, and vitamin B17 there and stock up now while you still can. And finally, we have the Lake Ray Dr. Zelenko's vitamins and supplements, Z-Stack, Z-Stack Kids, Z-Detox, and Z-Flu. Check that link in the description. There's way more uh, levels of vitamins in those than you will find at your average vitamin store. You save a bunch of money if you go through our link and get free shipping. Anyway, finishing it off, I'm trying to save money right now and get money together uh, and fundraise to go to Taiwan so I could report on the ground on the historic things that are happening over there with China. And, you know, if we don't document it ourselves, as I said in 2021, when I went all over the world to all the major protests, the anti-vaccine protests all over Europe, as I said back then, if we don't document this history the way it is, then they will document it in whatever way they want it to be documented in, and they will make up things like they did when I was in the Netherlands, and there's 250,000 people on the ground, and they claimed that there was, um, I think they said a few thousand, maybe 10,000 people, it was 250,000. See, I got that on video, they didn't, they showed a few people with makeup on looking crazy, and that's how they do it. We need to document on the ground, that's a big part of independent media, so if you want to help support that uh, in my efforts to go to places like Taiwan and report on what's happening with the potential World War III scripted scenario, I urge people to check out gogetfunding.com, Patreon, and Subscribestar. And we have a Bitcoin address and a Cointree link with a bunch of different cryptocurrencies that you could donate in if you please, including Monero, the privacy coin, and other privacy coins as well. You could also fund us at Epic Fund Me. Uh, we have an Epic Fund Me campaign in the description, and you could donate in Epic Cash, the privacy 
Privacy Coin based on the Mimble Wimble protocol. You can find our uh, you know merchandise over at Teespring, and you can of course join our newsletter www.imband.com. We have a whole bunch of different options, my friends, and I urge people to go and join us on Rockfin at World Alternative Media. We're on Telegram, World Alternative Media announcements, as well as tele- on Telegram, just World Alternative Media. Tim has the Liberty Advisor over on Telegram, the Liberty Advisor official chat. I think is one of the main ones, and you could go find that over there. Uh, you can find us on Bandoff Video, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon at World Alternative Media. We're on Hive, Steam at Vigilante.tv at, at Josh Sigurdsson, and we're on the bad guys TikTok and Instagram, World Alternative Media, Twitter, and Getter at, at World Alt Media, and then all the major podcast platforms like Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So check that out in the description. Hit that like button, share on social media, hit the notification bell, and hit subscribe if you have not yet already. And we'll be back at you with much more, as always, as this craziness is never ending, of course. Um, you know, we, we just want to mobilize humanity. I urge people, live by example, live freely, always. Until next time, this is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change.